Greetings and welcome to Shnayim Mikra, the wonderful podcast series sponsored by the Orthodox Union, hosted here at OU.org, in which we read, study, investigate, analyze, and discuss one of the aliyot of the current week's parasha in each podcast. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom, and I'm delighted to be studying Parashat Balak with you. Uh, and it begins at Perak Chaf Bet, Pasuk Bet, we're at the first Aliyah, just beginning. Now we have to keep in mind that at the end of Parashat Chukat, the second half of Parashat Chukat, described the conquest of parts of the East Bank, what we call Transjordan, by B'nai Yisrael, and now they are camped in a place called Arvot Moab, the plains near Moab, right across the Jordan, from the city of Jericho. That's where they, the setting is. And now our attention for almost the entire parasha until the end is going to be focused away from Bnei Yisrael. Bnei Yisrael will be a third party in all of this. Vayar Balak ben Sipor et kol Yisrael So now Balak, who we find out is the king of Moab, saw everything Bnei Yisrael did to the Amori. Now with something that's a little bit difficult in his consternation, is that Bnei Yisrael had already asked Moab for the opportunity to pass through their land. When Moab refused to let them, they went around. So they should know that they don't have designs on their land. Perhaps. However, they may have read it a little differently. They may have read that Bnei Yisrael were not ready to go to war, and after they defeated the Amori, perhaps they'd be more confident, and they'd be better positioned to go to war, almost having encircled them um, now around the north and to the west, and would perhaps be able to attack. So therefore, Vayagor Moab Neha Ammeod. They were extremely frightened of the nation. Kiravu, because we were a huge nation. Vayakots Moab Ibn Israel. Now Vayakots normally would understand as being sort of finished and disgusted with, but both here and in the beginning of Sefer Shmot, where the word is used, it seems more to be that they had had it, in the sense of Kates, of finished, had it with the status quo and had to do something about the status quo. Because Bnei Yisrael were not moving. And they had come around, and now instead of doing what they had asked to do, which was to march and cross the river into Canaan, they remained there. Now, Moab, remember, is a settled nation. They are the descendants of Lot. They live in southwest Jordan. And Midian, in the meantime, is a bunch of tribes of Bedouins who live on in Transjordan all the way into Arabia and perhaps even into the Sinai. After all, Yitro is from Midian. And so they spoke to Zikne Midian. Now, Zikinim here means elders in clan heads. Now, this group is going to lap up our entire area, just like an ox eats up all of the grass of the field. Now, what the sentiment to that statement is as follows. When you're going to appeal to another nation or another group to become an ally in a military campaign, you have to appeal to their interest. Moab is a settled nation. Moab has a concern about uh, military uh, intrusion, about conquest, about uh, control of territory. Midian, in the meantime, as Bedouins, have a much greater concern just about subsistence. And therefore, their appeal to Midian is... These people are going to take everything around us, and therefore we need to join forces. And then parenthetically we're told, Who is this Balak? He was the king at that time. 
Vaishlach Malachim el Bilam ben Baor. So Bilam, Balak, with evidently the, uh, the consent of the elders of Midian, sent agents to Bilam ben Baor. Who is he? Ptorah. He lives in Ptor. Asher al Hanahar, which is on the river. We don't know what river it is, but the river usually means the Prat, the Euphrates, which means he sent messengers far north to this very famous person named Bilam. We don't know much about him. Uh, towards the end of the parsha, I'll share something very interesting about uh, Bilam from epigraphic evidence. In the meantime, we'll stay in our text. Eretz b'nei Amo likrolo. So he sent a message to the people of his nation to call him. What was the message? Lemor hinei which means everybody around is aware that B'nai Israel didn't just come out of nowhere; they came out of Egypt. they've covered the land. it's almost as if you can't see the land; they've covered up the land. And he's describing them in almost locust-type or animal-type terms. And, he's, and this nation is settled at my footsteps, meaning at, at the foothills of Moab. I want you to come and curse this nation for me. He is great in numbers and powerful as an explanation of why I'm calling you because I'm not ready to go on a military campaign without first your curse, meaning with your curse, and then I go to war, perhaps I'll be able to defeat him. And again, my interest is not to kill them, but to, to send them out of the land. And this is a deliberate twist on the blessing to Avraham. I will bless those who bless you. I know that those who you bless will be blessed, and those that you curse, the one that you curse, you curse will be cursed. In other words, you're a wizard, and you have powers of the mouth and the ability to bless and curse, and that's why I'm asking you to come and do this. Now, notice, had Balak been aware of our real intentions, perhaps he wouldn't have even made this move, because notice his concern is Agarshenu Minaretz. I want to send them away from the land. The land is Moab. If he knew the Bnei Israel were just waiting for the ghost signal to cross the river and conquer. The West Bank, perhaps he wouldn't have done anything. But if is not a very meaningful statement in history, what happens, happens. So now, what happened? So the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian, now who are the Malachim, the messengers, go uksamim biadam, whether it means that they took magical artifacts, talismans, what have you, they came with them, Vayavo el Bilam. Now this is a few days' journey at least, probably several weeks, by the Buri Lavdi Valak. And all the, all the meantime, Ben Israel are camped in, in Arvot Moab. Vayomar Aleyhem, what does Bilam say to the agents? Linu fo halayla, sleep over tonight. Why does he say sleep over tonight? Vashivoti atchem davar, and then I will give you an answer to your request. Which is very strange. You come to somebody, you pitch an offer to him and say, please come. And at this point, he's asking him to come and just help. There's no uh, recompense mentioned here yet. Normally, the person with the offer will say, give me a minute to make a decision, let me think about it, not stay overnight. Why? Because Hashem has to speak to me, meaning I'm waiting to hear from Hashem what he'll say. And this turns everything in the conversation on its head. Because the impression of the Moab and Midian is that Bilam has an independent ability to curse. Bilam's answer to them is that, and perhaps he means, if you want me to curse some other nation or some clan, fine. 
You want me to curse the clan that belongs to Hashem? I have a relationship with this God, and I have to hear if he's going to okay it, because I can't go against his word. Who stayed there? So the Gemara notes that Zignamidian left, and Zignamidian left because they um, they became uh, it was obvious to them that uh, they think Hashem is going to hurt his own people, and therefore they were out of there. They will come up much later in the story. So what happens? Hashem came come to Bilam, but he came to him at night while Bilam is sleeping. And this accords what we saw earlier in Sefer Bamidbar, that the only Navi who has prophecy while awake and aware is Moshe, every other Navi, like Bilam, <coughs> who may have been a greater Navi, according to the Sifri in, uh, in Zotah Bracha, he was perhaps even a greater Navi in some sense than Moshe, but he did not have that capacity to have Nevoah while awake. What happens? Hashem does what Hashem always does when confronting someone who is at the crossroads of sinning. He does it with Adam, he does it with Cain, and now he does it with Bilam. He starts by asking him a question and giving him the opportunity to admit to his own sin and at least meet God halfway, as it were. He asks Adam, Ayaka, he asks Cain, Ehevalachicha, and he asks Bilam, Who are these people with you? And he allows Bilam to tell the story. And how will Bilam tell the story? Well, he says, these people came, they came with a request, I want to get a go-ahead from you, I want you to say yes. Do you really want to say yes? He's going to phrase the question differently, and you will be able to tell what Bilam's direction is. If I remember Bilam, Halalim. So what is Bilam's answer in this Nevoah? Balak ben Sipor, Melech Moab, Shalach Eli. Tells the story. Balak, the king of Moab, sent a message to me. He reports Balak's words nearly verbatim. Certainly in a, in a, uh, a honest presentation of what Balak had said, there is an interesting change from Ara to Kavali, but that's something we'll touch on in the last Aliyah of the Parsha. What does, uh, Hashem say to Bilam? Do not go with them. Why? Lo ta'or ta'am kivaruchu. This nation is a blessed nation. Do not curse them. Now, there's two different ways to read Lota or Tam. One is, I'm forbidding you from cursing them because I have blessed them. You'll be going against me. Or he may be saying, it's impossible to curse them because they are an inherently blessed people. But either way, God certainly does not allow Bil'am to do this. This brings us to the end of the first Aliyah. And uh, in the next Aliyah, we will see how Bil'am's interaction with the messengers and through them with Balak plays out, and of course this is not playing out over one to two days, this is playing out over weeks, perhaps even months, because if Bilam really lives up in Aram, uh, we're quite a distance, uh, then we are talking about uh, several weeks back and forth of travel for the messengers to come uh, back to and to bring the message. So we'll pick it up in the next Aliyah, and we'll see what happens, and we'll see a very surprising thing happen in the interaction between Bilam and Hashem, and in that point, we will take a look at how some of the Rishonim address the issue. In the meantime, everybody have a wonderful day.